Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Two Have and Two Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. On this show, my co-host Robin and myself are excited to be welcoming guests back onto the show. On this one, we have our friend Georgia joining us. Georgia came on the show to chat about her LARP experiences. She is a player in the Empire LARP system here in the UK, the game that we play. She currently plays a general in the Nation of the Marches at Empire. We talk about the current events in the Empire campaign as it pertains to the marches. Aside from Empire itself, we also discuss some other LARPs. We talk about a Greek mythology style LARP that Georgia goes to. We talk about Georgia's horror style Empire player event as well. If you are new here, consider hitting that subscribe button. We are so very close to that 1000 sub mark. Also, give us a thumbs up on the video. That will really help us out. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform, of course, you can leave us a five-star review. Just the five stars is fine. It will just help people find us on those platforms. With all that out of the way, though, let's get into our conversation with Georgia. Hello, everyone. We have uh, we have Georgia here with us on the show. Welcome to the show, Georgia. Thank you. Yeah. So, Georgia, how how did you? This is my usual um, setup question. How did you get into LARPing? Uh, the, the million dollar question, isn't it? How did you get into LARPing? Yeah. Um, so I had no idea what LARPing was growing up. Never heard of it. Never even saw it anywhere. Some people say that they they saw that film. Was it Grown Ups? Yeah. Some people say, that oh they, yeah. You know, oh, I saw that film, so I kind of knew what it was. I had no idea. Um, until I went to university. So I went to Royal Holloway. Mm-hmm. And in, on my first day, um, all of us are sort of sat in the corridors, getting to know each other. And I meet someone and she starts talking about, like, we, we, we sort of vibe on the same sort of interests and books. And she starts talking about LARPing. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> You're telling me I can dress up. And, and go fighting with pretend swords. Why has no one spoken about this sooner? <laughs> and yeah, it sort of just sort of snowballed from there. My yeah. first ever LARP I went to was um, our university LARP, which mm-hmm. we set up, which was, I think it's still going, Four yeah. Pillars. I think it's now moved onwards it's from... Funny, like a lot of the university groups, people, when people say about university, they, they seem to be one of the longest running LARPs, all these LARP clubs, because a lot of them are still yeah. going, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think Four Pillars got set up in 20, I want to say maybe 2017, 2018. Mm. I think it's still going. It may have had a, a break here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it just went from there. And then I started going to Green Cloaks, which okay. unfortunately, uh, it's a sci-fi LARP system. Unfortunately, it's not It's uh, not on anymore. Uh-huh. But went to there for a very long time. And then I eventually started doing empire eventually so, so were you, were you <laughs> eventually. like were you like fantasy nerd them before before you heard larp oh yeah mm. i was well into you know game of thrones lord of the rings uh aragon was a personal favorite as well the inheritance cycle yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, remember aragon. Was, I was into all of that i loved it all um and then when someone said no yeah there's actually like an outlet for it that <laughs> <laughs> it it blew, it blew my mind that there was there was that such a thing existed and there was an actual way of taking all of this this love for the fantasy genre and actually putting it into something tangible and physical. Uh huh. Uh huh. So it so was um, Empire your first like big 
big like fest larp then was it yeah that was my first big one i think i started in i want to say maybe 2018 i started i joined dawn i was in dawn to begin Uh with (laughs) because then what happened (laughs) What yeah, happened? Why are you not still there? <laughs> oh, well, who doesn't want to be a beautiful golden lady in dresses? That's what I was for a few years. Uh-huh. Um, loved loved playing in Dawn for a long time. It, I loved like the romance and being very feminine. Yeah. Um, and then I just sort of just kind of like fell out of love with it for a bit. I was going through some really rough stuff at a character and I just needed a good hard reset. And I was like, what's the opposite of Dawn? <laughs> I'm gonna go all the way to the other side of the field, yeah. and I'm gonna be in the marches instead. Yeah. So you played that cat. That was that. I'm assuming that was your first like empire character then. That, yeah, that she was my was. first. That was Aurelia Devereaux, the Enchantress Devereaux. Oh. Um, the picture of me on the wiki somewhere under the Cambian list. My favorite, one of my favorite pictures that was ever taken. Oh, man, um, I'll have to flash that up on screen. I, I, I yeah, missed that. <laughs> please do, please do. Um, it's a great picture. It looks mm. wonderful. Um, but no, Aurelia is now, where is she? She's off hobnobbing in Sarvos. Oh, right, so she so... retired from public life and she's now living in Sarvos. So you, yeah, you retired. She didn't She didn't meet her demise or anything. You, you, yeah. you I love that. I, I love like like giving your character like that end that isn't like that final end, but just mm. that she is out there somewhere and you can still sort yeah. of like, you know, think about what she is up to, uh, out there doing. Absolutely. And, things. and sometimes I do, because sometimes I do miss, I do miss playing her. I miss the Dornish costume brief a lot because I loved all like the big dresses and jewelry and just being so over the top with everything because the march is far whilst the marcher kit brief is beautiful it's far more low-key yeah and I do think back on her from time to time I'm like oh I wonder what she's up to she probably got probably got herself like a she's probably got like a boyfriend who's an artist and another boyfriend who's a poet yeah just drinking wine it's it's a shame. I understand why they don't allow it, but I, there are times where I wish you could you could swap in characters. Yeah, you know, you that could be, be like, cool. oh, I'm just gonna play because I, I know I've got friends that have really they're really enthusiastic for for new character ideas, mm-hmm. but they don't want to let go of the current one, so that they literally yeah. have to be ready to let go of that one before they can bring the other. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be good if you could just come up with a bit of a wild character and just come in for one event? And then yeah. just, and then, like you said, just for like a little bit of a reset of like, oh yeah, I'm just going to bring my Dornish character in and then go back to my normal character. But I, I... yeah, I have been to some games that that do allow that. Mm. Um, Spirit World and Asphodel are quite both new games, both ran by the same same writer. Mm-hmm. I've never heard and of either. They have, yeah, oh, they are fantastic. Spirit mm. World is like as it sounds, you play spirits and monsters in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Oh, wow. um, Asphodel, the moment that someone said, oh, it's set in ancient Greece, I was like, you got me. Like, I'm there immediately. Um, yeah, that they have a policy of if you want to play a different character, you can shelve your original one for a bit and then you can just swap them in and out, which I quite like. Yeah, give, give, give it a try. Yeah, like if you, there's sometimes I've, I'm like, oh, I, I would fancy just playing like a, not, not like a complete throwaway character, but just, just to try, just to see yeah. if I like it without actually having to just dump my current character would be. That, that's the thing. Like I'd, I'd love to play an event as an Imperial Orc. I'd love just just an event. Mm-hmm. I want to go and yeah. play it. I want to experience that. I don't want to throw away my character. I just want to go and 
try it for an event and see how that feels and maybe that is a good way of testing out a character for the future but just to be like a random imperial orc that comes through the one event and goes away again yeah yeah well i mean ancient ancient greece like i i love i love my i love my medieval european style fantasies but right below that for me is is greek mythology and i do want because i know a lot of people are into the greek mythology oh yeah i want to try one one day all the players of this game. So Asphodel's happening next year. I forget the exact date. Um, but all the all the players of this game were all Greek history nerds or Greek mythology nerds. Um, and then you just put us all on a site together. And I, I think half the game didn't need to be written no. because we were just creating game yeah. from this random knowledge that we all had. Mm-hmm. And it's set in a world where your, your character is already dead. Mm-hmm. So you're already dead. You're in the fields of Asphodel. Uh, yeah. um, so if you die in combat, as long as you've got a coin on you, you just pay the ferryman and you <laughs> hop back over and you're like, oh, I'm back, back in over. five minutes. Hey. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> it's a really nice death mechanic because then you can decide if you want to die. So if you have a really cool ending, you're like, mm, you know what, actually, this is this is cool. I think a lot of the ILARP games have that kind of vibe as well of like, Rule of cool. If you feel like this is your moment to die, then you can choose to to die there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked Asphodel. The costumes were insanely good, mm-hmm. insanely wonderful. Because you could be a dead hero, you could be a demon, you could be a construct. I played a, a construct made out of Greek pottery. Um, I painted up a mask myself. I was a, a an oracle. I think I've seen this photo of you. It's is my this current, the photo my of current... your cover? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about picture. this photo. <laughs> yeah, it was my it's my current profile picture. I spent literally hours meticulously painting <sighs> this uh, this mask to be an exact copy of a piece of pottery. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. My partner went as um, as a minotaur, so he padded himself out, so he was huge. Um, it was him and his friend Tin both of them were like a dynamic duo Mm -hmm. they were both playing a minor tour and a minor bore and their whole goal for the weekend was to just like with the rest of us because they were bad guys they were meant to be classic your classic bad guys they based they based the characters on um, Bebop and Rocksteady Rocksteady. from Teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) and it was perfect I didn't interact with them much because we kind of moved in different circles, but just watching them like scuttling off somewhere yeah. and being like, what are you two up to? What are you doing? And they come back five minutes later and they, they've desecrated a shrine or they've stolen something. Mm. It was It's a really good game. If, if you're looking for other smaller games to try, I definitely recommend Asphodel. So it's really fun. That's an ILARP one, is it? No, no. so that's one. I forget the name of the what the, the company's called yeah i'll find it and put um, it down so people can find but they're uh yeah they're a separate they're a separate entity yeah is that the same at the same um site because a lot of people there's a lot of laps that run out of that is it yeah no it's it? it's doesn't doesn't run at eversley no mm. it it's sort of sister game um spirit world ran at eversley mm-hmm. okay uh but this one ran 
I can't actually remember. I didn't pay attention to most of the yeah. drive. I can't remember where it is. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere bad as Robin. I want to say south. <laughs> I want to say south. I can't remember. Okay, everyone is in the south. It's in the south. When Robin <laughs> and I lived in England, Robin would yeah. be like, oh, uh, there's this thing going on. All my family <laughs> are staying here. I'm like, where? And she would just be like, ah, oh, somewhere in England. I'm somewhere like, in England. That's, yeah. That's, that's my somewhere. answer for everything. Somewhere in England. <laughs> That's not that's not helpful. It's it's didn't know how big it was till I moved here. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- those um those it, 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 do you find that because it seems to be a, the, the, a similar group of people that that go to these, especially the ones at Eversley. Like there's you got the, you got like a little community in there. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you said that you know you didn't really need any prompting to role play. Do you think that plays a role in? Uh, people just going for it with role play especially if you're comfortable with the people in there yeah, def- definitely i think if you've got this as you said a community with you and you've already pre-established your expectations your your limits as well and your boundaries when you've got that it actually free it frees you up quite a lot because then you i know from looking at the people that i'm that are around me i know that this person is happy for me to get in their face because they're gonna they're gonna give it back just as good. Yeah. This person really likes ball gowning, so they're gonna be absolutely happy for me to do flirtatious role play with them because we've already spoken about it. And yeah, I think having people you know really helps. Mm. Sometimes I think it can be a little bit intimidating. I don't know if intimidating is the right word, but it might be a bit intimidating to people who are not part of those groups if you're yeah. quite fresh. Yeah. Um, if you're joining a game for the first time and maybe you're on your own or um, it's just you and one other person, it can be a, feel like a bit of a barrier. Yeah. But I think just sort of diving in and just having a go is the best way to go about it. Or just like striking up conversations out of character as well. Yeah, because like, a lot of people yeah. like, you know, they suggest going to smaller LARPs first because the bigger yeah. ones can be intimidating we didn't mm-hmm. we we didn't do that because i can i can totally see it being quite yeah quite intimidating especially if you're on your own going into a a group and you're not entirely sure what larp is yet um yeah. going into these smaller systems but i mean for us uh having gone to empire for a couple of years now and then we've we've like we're re- we've recently signed up to go to um one of the feast your eyes games at eversley the um the what's what's it called and so my watch begins or whatever yeah, so yeah. My watch begins. yeah. yeah. <laughs> just not not game of thrones <laughs> is what it's called um and it, the funny thing about that is that when you know when we managed to get tickets because they're quite hotly they're hotly sought after as well and what then... did they, they sold out in some ridiculous like eight minutes oh it was so fast i was like sitting there and i was like okay it's now now refresh 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 (laughs) (laughs) we we heard about it i mean uh, from what i can tell this is by design like we literally heard about it the day the tickets were coming out like we did oh my god yeah we we just went i think i think someone just popped the trailer up or something i'm like wait what what's what's this and uh they put on nat shared the trailer and as soon as nat shared the trailer i was like we're like oh this looks cool oh wait the tickets going sale today let's go for it (laughs) yeah yeah. and we 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 managed we managed to get them um but yeah when we jumped into like the discord like it it was it it was really cool because you you know you see all these names that you know from the big fest lap you go to and you're like, oh that, that, that person's going that person's going that person's going oh these these are people we role play with all the time it'll be it'll be yeah. a blast you know it makes a difference 
Yeah, I, I think actually when you, if you do it that way around, so you know people from FESLARPs and then you go to smaller systems, I, I, it opens up a really nice avenue to have some more intimate role play and intimate moments with those people. Because um, I've had people that I've known for years at, yeah. from Empire and then I've gone to smaller games with them and it's just completely like it's created a, a, a whole new layer to our, our friendship because we're able to actually not be in meetings or be on a smaller site, which means that we can actually bump into each other more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so segueing from that, so you you currently hold a uh, a hat at Empire, right? You're a general. Yes. Right? How how long yes. you, how long have you been in that position? Because you 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 were in that general position as, as far as I've known you. So that was at least at least a couple of years, right? So I'll this winter will be my second election. So I had a bit of a, I didn't get, I didn't get elected into it initially. Um, the previous general of the strong reads, um, uh, not quit, but he, uh, he went on pilgrimage to Highgard. Uh, right, okay. Okay. Uh, so he, he left the army, uh, laid low in Bragersland. And I'd been an adjutant for, I think two years at that point. Mm. And the senators turned around. They're like, do, do you want it? I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and my first event as a general, I got a, a, a wins basically saying, there's a really important skirmish going out. You need to organize it. And I was like, oh my God, okay. I've organized one skirmish in my, in my career at Empire. And then the second event, there was another very important skirmish. And the third event and the fourth, I think it was five events in a row. Oh, wow. Okay. I yep. was having to organize <laughs> extremely important skirmishes to go out in Breakersland. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be a thing that they're doing now. And apparently it's quite a new thing that they're doing is giving people with Yeah, because like I, my previous character was Night Protector of Winter. And when I'd witnessed it before, I thought, okay, maybe I might get one skirmish in the year. Yeah. And just like you said, it was like every mm -hmm. event, there was a skirmish or there was um, an interaction I had to go and do. Yeah. And they were all important. Like they all had dire consequences. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do this then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't believe what I'd got myself into, but I think it's just because I, I came into the role right when obviously Bragersland was at the, the heart of the war at the time. Mm -hmm. And because of the specific order, it meant that we could do sneaky stuff and do these skirmishes without getting discovered. So yeah, it's only been, it's not even been two years yet, but I'd like, I'd, you know, in those two years, I've ran five completely successful skirmishes with yes. no casualties. <laughs> I have, you know, led the led the charge on freeing the territory. Nice, yep, yep. Um, well and then I was field marshal for the first time last at the last event, and helped to secure the victory against the Jotun. And we, got, I think, we got all three. From what all I hear, three yeah. you did, yeah. yeah, like you, you destroyed us. Yep, <laughs> and then, and I think it was a three or three deaths out of everyone so i was like nice yeah i did i didn't even yes. feel marshaled that one actually yeah How, yeah i didn't know yeah. that like you honestly time? like 
totally destroyed us we were um, in the respawn area and we literally had like a group of friends be like okay we're all fresh off we go and it was like they just left and then just came straight back yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking like they'd been through like <laughs> everyone was like i cannot claim you know obviously i i helped i organized it i can't claim to like have all of the credit for that so because the it. national <laughs> the national scum uh, the national like captains mm. were insanely good like the freeborn like leaders were just absolutely insane they were so good and so quick to respond uh the marchers i barely saw because they saw matilda fisher's banner and they went by we're off <laughs> yeah like, yeah we saw them <laughs> have fun everyone yeah, yeah. Um, it was really weird though because usually i'm on the front line and i had to not this at that time i had to sit with my little bodyguard unit and she'd be like okay I'm not allowed to fight <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that, is i want to that... kill the jotun <laughs> and i've got to be best behavior is that the first time you've you feel marshall then yeah it's my first time Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I was going to I was going to stand at E two because it was another it was going to be the the Bregasland battle. Of course, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Things happened, which meant military council didn't vote for it mm, unanimously. Yeah. Uh, and I I had an in character paddy and started a riot. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Okay, because we were in the marches when this happened. When it uh -huh. was announced, we were in the marches getting drunk at the, the black dog i think and Absolutely. we were like oh we're gonna join them we're just gonna head off with them <laughs> so you're the one who started that i was if you heard a screaming a very hoarse screaming voice coming up from I the saw you. yeah saying those <laughs> bastards they've, they've left us they've abandoned us again <laughs> the military council they don't care about the marches that was me yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, you can confirm something for me because uh, I know there was like a situation with a fine that had to be paid. Is it true that the fine was paid in <laughs> just rings? Yeah. They were, it was, uh, what do they call it? Uh, like, oh, I forget the word for it, but like, yeah, malicious compliance. <laughs> malicious compliance. Because they, they gave us a very, they gave them the marchers that were accused of uh, assaults and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They were given a very, very heavy fine. And then we were like, okay, we'll pay. We'll pay it. <laughs> and everyone was giving their rings and their five rings. And it was counted out. It was beautiful. And they took this sack over to the militia. But then people got too excited and they were throwing extra in uh, as they yeah. went. Mm. And they brought it over to the militia. And this is what I heard. I think this is correct. Um, Forgive me if I... If I recounted it wrong but the militia officer at the time sort of looked at this sack and was like okay is everything in here accounted for and they were like well we counted it but people added extra and they went mm, i'll have to recount it with you here and was literally like picking one queen up at a time <laughs> one yeah, you play, yeah. two play the so back. the militia gave they gave as much as they give and it turns out we <laughs> overpaid by like i think we overpaid by like eight crowns or something like that yeah yeah. Um, but it annoyed them so much that they've now changed the law, <laughs> which means I think it's something like if an imperial citizen has a fine to pay, they must count it out themselves beforehand. 
school. No small change. No small change. <laughs> I don't know if any system of government should be able to change a law that quickly and that easily. Yeah, <laughs> Let's have a riot about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love a riot. <laughs> so, so the actual, so the, so because for people who don't know, Dawn and the Marches are like on opposite sides of the empire, right? So a lot yeah. of the time, if we spend a lot of time doing dawnish stuff we we don't really have unless you're you're into like we're starting to understand now because we're, we're more into getting more and more into the military game but for our first mm -hmm. year we had no idea what what the marcher game was about so what so what exactly because you, you talked about brexit and what was the state of the campaign on your side when you started and what what's happened now because you've literally yeah so when right? i when i first started in the marchers before i came a general the Jotun did a big old offensive into Bregasland, like we were not ready at all. Our our armies were getting pushed back and back and the military council kind of went, there's no point staying here. We need to just abandon Bregasland, which for marches is a big thing because part of our hearth magic is land matters above all else. So the idea of seeding land is like a huge, like moral, like, like it's a really difficult thing for us to be able to be able to consider so yeah. much so that we can't use the give ground order so our, our armies physically cannot give ground mm. because it just goes against our belief system um and just as the march armies had kind of relented and said okay fine we'll pull out but you know wintermark you've promised that you're going to come back and you're going to help us when we i think it was semisuak they wanted to get yeah. semisuak back and they were like, cool, we'll help you with that, but then we need your help. And last minute, just before the orders went in, the strong read general at the time and his adjutant went, we can lay low. We don't have to leave the territory. And laying low, um, if, um, just to explain it, it's yeah. a non-offensive action. But at the strong reads, because they're used to the marshes, they can basically go to ground and like can be completely undiscovered. So all like four and a bit thousand of them or 5,000 of them that are in the army just hit the ground and spread. Uh, they can't do anything offensive. They can't do anything defensive. But the army that's in the territory, so the Jotun, can't find them. So that was kind of like a, a last-ditch effort to just keep someone in yeah, there. Yeah. And then yeah, that's, yeah. When I, that's when I then took over the army. Mm-hmm. And for the, the past year and a bit, it's been a guerrilla warfare campaign against the Jotun. Mm -hmm. So we've been working alongside an NPC house called House Greywater, okay. um, who we saved in, our, in my first skirmish. And they have been dropping us information about, here's an opportunity for you to hit back at the Jotun. Here's an opportunity to disrupt their supply lines and it's it's been so cool doing you know you think marchers and you think bill blocks mm -hmm. you think yeah. bill blocks you think armor and then we suddenly had most of our game being guerrilla warfare and sneaking and actually being quite subtle and there is one skirmish that i ran in that campaign which i'm forever proud of it was my favorite most favorite thing where we had to infiltrate a Jotun fort at night. So it was a night skirmish, Ooh. which are, Ooh. you know, you, you say night skirmish and people go, oh, yeah. yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> and 
we were like, I, I basically said, like I said, you had to do a clandestine attack on the Jotun, lie in wait for their re their re uh, their reinforcements, and then kill them, and make sure no one escapes. So there were a few people were like, oh, you know, you don't have to stealth. I was like, no, 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 we're stealthing. <laughs> we're going to do this. And I fed this back to all the fighters, and they got ready for this skirmish. And oh my god, the marchers, soldiers had gotten rid of, they had no no bill hooks, no pole arms. Ooh. They had swapped out all of their brightly colored stuff for browns and beiges and blacks. Ooh. They even went as far, and this was a beautiful touch, we even went as far to take all of their pins out so there'd be no metal to reflect against the, the moonlight because it was a full moon that night. Oh, oh, wow. Cool. And they like put, you know, they put mud on their faces and they were incredible. <laughs> and then we had our little, our little extra thing that we had was we just we were like well how are we going to get into the fort because we can just like sneak up and deal with it mm -hmm. and then someone approached me with an idea and they said well we used to be yagara so we used to be Jotun human warriors and mm -hmm. we were part of the mandala's raw and the army that we were facing off against were the Man mandala's raw so we got them in their livery with their bill hooks in a pot in a in a proper bill uh bill block and they go marching up to the door. <laughs> and the owner are like, oh, who are you? What, what, you know, declare yourself. And they're like, we're Mandala's Raw, Yagara. And they're like, you know, pointing to their livery, like, look, we're here. We, we, you reinforcements. The general sent us. Uh -huh. And you can see the skirmish squad kind of turn to <laughs> each other and be like, yeah, okay. And they just went, yeah, come on. <laughs> And they invited, the skirmish about... crew just been like shit that's 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 good that's, yeah, that's clever. clever that's yeah. clever yeah well <laughs> i guess we would let them in yeah yeah and they invited them in so there was what 12 heavily armored marchers now just like hanging out in the fort that's so cool and then when we went to go and attack the fort so like the sneaky people went to go and attack the yoda like oh you know we're being attacked we're being attacked and the marchers inside like don't worry we will help you <laughs> and then just turned around and went Step, 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 turn around again, step, step, step. It was amazing. They they was it I had to stop myself from laughing a lot. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we had all of those skirmishes. We then obviously lost out on Matilda Fisher. Mm -hmm. So we did this massive offensive into Bragas Land. Mm -hmm. I, like loads of the other nations' generals joined in with it. So yeah, so where does Matilda Fisher come into because when you yeah. were explaining this, you didn't mention uh, yeah who, who matilda because we, we tried to explain it when we've been telling stories of the past <laughs> few events and as far as we've ex described it is that she's like a rebel uh, kind you're trying of, to, yeah you're trying to, rebel leader you're trying to get rid of yeah so matilda fisher is a yagara so she is a human jotun essentially she follows the jotun ways. she follows their code of conduct and their honor codes She's actually quite well respected. She's actually quite good friends with a lot of the Jotun leadership, including the Jarl, I think it was the Jarl of Kierheim she's quite yeah. close with. Mm -hmm. uh, or the former Jarl of Kierheim, I should stay now, because he's dead. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, I, think I'm, I think I've got it right. I can't remember. All, there's so many names for the Jotun. Yeah. And she basically came out of the woodworks and was just like, I am Matilda Fisher, the Fishers, were for a long, long time the stewards of Bragersland. We were the, the, you know, the leaders of Bragersland. So I claim that birthright. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, for the empire, we're like birthrights. We don't. We don't do that here. No. We don't do birthright. 
um especially in the marches we're like no you you know if you can if it's yours it's yours if it's not it's not so she laid claim to Brager's land and the Jotun supported her because why wouldn't they it means that they have a sympathetic figure in Brager's land which gives them a clear shot into places like the Mornwald yeah. and to places like Holberg as well they can get a route there um and yeah, she was basically their figurehead for this whole movement. Um, so she was the, the Jarl of Bragersland for, I think, two seasons. Okay. 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 She was the Jarl of Bragersland for two seasons. And then we did this massive offensive. She then pulled her troops back. We had the opportunity to defeat them, but then there was that whole thing with military council. Not everyone voted for it. It was so close. Um, and the marchers were not happy. No. <laughs> very much not happy. Very not happy. Yeah. Honestly, the rumors going around Anvil that night of what was going to happen the the following day was oh, yeah. extreme. So genuine we were up until about 2 a.m. So it started off as an argument in the streets. Then we all sat down. And then our stewards, so our leaders kind of took over and mm. turned it into a proper stewards meeting. We were genuinely thinking. We could just secede right now. <laughs> we could we could secede from the empire right now. And they were genuinely taking votes on it and being yeah. like, and and we were saying, you know, are we going to go to battle? A lot of the marchers said, no, nope, we're not going to go battle. O originally, we weren't going to take the field, but then um, uh, so, some Dornish people came and were like, oh, please. <laughs> yeah, with well, us. yeah, we were, I think that, that was the most tactical the Dornish would be, we have ever been. Actually, well, we all be did it, didn't we? We were all speaking. We're like, we're we like, need to go to the march tonight and we need to speak to them. We're like, we're <laughs> I lost count of how many Dornish people came up and were like, Please, please have a fight with us in yeah. the Baron. We need you. Yeah, because we were like, we, we kind of really want to win. Like, we really want to win. And we had a long conversation with each other, being like, okay, I think I think the best way to approach this is not be like, like, oh yeah, like you know, you you know, you need to help us, blah blah blah. Let's just <laughs> let's just be like, oh, it's, I'm so so sorry about what happened to you guys. It was extremely tactful. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 and the marches. I think there were a lot of people who still were like hardline, like, no, we're not going to fight. We're like, that's okay. You don't have to fight. We're not going to tell anyone to do or not to do. Mm -hmm. But I think most of us were like, we do like, OC, we want to go fight. I see we were, our, our reasoning was kind of like, okay, we can't liberate our land. Let's go help the Dornish liberate their land. Yeah, it was it was it was cool though. But that was the thing. That's what made it more of a more of a, a kind of a tense thing was because like for for us as well. It was it was like the end of this of this big like long story arc, mm. and it was like, oh yeah, we're, we're all we're almost there. We can do it. We can do it. And then this 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 happening. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> well, that was the thing. That's why it was easy for us to like empathize you know because yeah. it, was, it was i think that's what like helped it as well the fact that we're yeah. all like well yeah no we actually we voted for for what you wanted because we yeah, agreed absolutely. with that but then the, so the the following day obviously um when we were all getting ready i did not expect this when we were all getting ready in dawn and we were all in the glory square and getting sorted out the sound of the marchers marching to dawn yeah. <laughs> to go out with us was it was it was beautiful it was the fact that it felt like because we have these differences and we we have this history but having like dawnish nobles pour out water into cups mm -hmm. for marchers oh, yeah, we coming in that. it was just like and all the nobles did it like i noticed every noble being like no yeah 
fill up their waters, make sure we're keeping them in, get them, make them welcome, bring them into the square, have their egregore stand up and speak. You know, we are a family at the minute. Yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I just, I adored that. And I think like someone turned around to me, I think it was a, a I forget who it was, it might've been a Dornish friend, but I think someone turned around and was like, I think the Dornish marcher, like, like real bad rivalry stuff. I think that's kind of been put to bed now. I think there's always going to be like the the little japes and jabs, yeah. but I think the genuine dislike or distrust that some of the characters have, I think that's been put to bed. In the marchers, we refer to it as the two hour kingdom because for two hours, the old kingdoms were back together. Oh my gosh, oh, it cool. was. <laughs> for, two, for two hours, the, Dor the Dornish and former Dornish yo folk were all as one again yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty cool um yeah it, that was that was a even though that event didn't go how I planned hmm. more than made up for it more than made up for it yeah yeah it was I, beautiful yeah again it was easy it was I mean it was really easy to empathize I mean you, you're talking about the marchers wanting to, to, to secede I think from what we were saying in our nation most of us anyway most of the people I was talking to was just like well if the shoe was on the other foot, we wouldn't be talking about seceding. We'd just be like, we were just taken up. If, if they literally went, yeah. oh, we could free the barons this this um, this event. You really think the Dornish wouldn't just be like, no, what, not only are we not fighting, we're going to stop everyone else from going through. Yeah. The oh, yeah, we had this that whole conversation because yeah. the Sentinel game, because location-wise, where it technically is, we were like, we will move the, the whole Dornish camp tonight to the gate and we'll put it in front of the gate. <laughs> that's literally what everyone was like. They were like, if that happened to us, that's what we would have done. And there, it wouldn't have been... Yeah. We same. don't even... I mean, maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like Dornish arrogance, but we did, like, that, that's why we were... It was in all in hypotheticals, because we were just like, well, imagine if it was us. And we'd be like, well, it wouldn't be, obviously. Yeah. But imagine if, <laughs> imagine if they went, right, okay, you could free the yeah. barons. Right now, or we could go some, or we could go somewhere else, and and uh, the, the generals chose the other option. I was like, they just it wouldn't wouldn't fly, would it? So yeah, I think for for a lot of the marcher player base, it was that that night because there'd been a lot of mumbling in character about how the marchers often get treated like we'll just kind of like sit and accept it, like where they're like, oh no, just wait, just wait. You know, we'll get round to you eventually. And that for us was kind of like our, no, we're not going to wait anymore. You know, you can't keep telling us to wait. You can't keep saying later, later, later. Mm -hmm. So that was us giving giving a bit of a, a kickback. Yeah. Well, everyone heard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, were very, we were very proud. We were very happy. Even though, like, I know people got arrested and stuff like that. Mm. But, oh, that whole night, like, the tension mm. was incredible. It's just absolutely incredible in the march camp because, like, this poor militia officer came to arrest the three who'd ran back and was literally like, um, I'm looking for Alice, Sally and Sam. And they're like, they're not here. And they're very clearly, like, <laughs> sat behind them. Sitting, having a drink. And it was, just, um, <laughs> it, was a, was it, it was Tommy Oak. Tommy Oak, who's played by Johnny, was just stood there like, they're not here. You're not welcome in our camp. And the military officer's like, well, technically I'm allowed in your camp to apprehend criminals. He's like, you step into my camp and I will kill you. And he was like, he's like, I'll come back later. That's that's such cool role play though. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love how that's that's um, facilitated in, in the game, that type of role play. 
So there yeah. was definitely a wee bit of tension like this time as well, I find I, I found because the opportunities in military council, there was um two for the barons mm-hmm. and one for for um Matilda Fisher's flag. Um and I remember like a few a few mumblings going around being like, what if they do barons both days? I'm what like, is going no. to happen to this 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 empire if we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I, I did have that thought. It did run through my mind very briefly. I was like, oh no, what? They could, they could do it. Mm-hmm. So, so, but very so, sensible. Yeah. So, so then, so then obviously, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out at, at that event, but then you obviously got the opportunity. So what's, so what's currently happening in Bregasland now with that? Victory? Yeah. So, um, so previously, I, I forgot to mention as well, there was an, a, a assassination attempt on Matilda Fisher when she of came course. to Anvil. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Jump, the jumping of the the jumping of the um Senate gallery that was yeah. fantastic. A few artists have immortalized it. So why was um, she there? Why was she why why she, she was there because she was the new leader of Bragersland and she wanted to come and essentially say if you recognize us as foreigners rather than barbarians, here's what we'll do. Yeah, okay. And essentially she was there to try and negotiate a piece trying to negotiate getting the strong reads out mm. and we were just like no absolutely not <laughs> um so we got we did that final battle so we got her her banner mm-hmm. we um my, my my fiance both in character and out of character killed the summer champion uh which he loved he got a very cool belt out of it Ooh. uh nice. oh yeah it's ridiculous it's plus five ranks of endurance what? what i know it's it's it is insane so how how did he how did he go about on so the, on he the came or? so yeah so we had this beautiful moment at the start of the battle mm. where we had this parlay um where the the leaders of the battle oh, came to meet that, yeah yeah, 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 I, yeah. I wasn't oh my god in the distance being like what are they doing i'm, obs- <laughs> I'm obsessed with it because it was perfectly mirror imaged because you had the two femme field marshals you had their male counterpart in the summer champion and for me it was guildenstern as my champion you had their advisors and then you had their red clad bodyguards yeah so it's a beautiful mirror image but yeah we in our parlay where we were discussing the terms of engagement you know are we going to obviously we're not executing are we gonna give injured back things like that and we mentioned about obviously the Jotun, you don't like looting. However, we're aware that there is a summer champion amongst you. Um, and we would like the opportunity to challenge him and to claim his belt. Didn't realize that the, the, the summer champion was stood right in front of us. And he lets out, <laughs> he does a little giggle. He does like the, the, the most demure little giggle ever. He's like, you can try. I'm like, oh, it's you. Okay. <laughs> Just completely didn't notice this huge Jotun with antlers Mm, um so yeah matt basically made it his his goal to track down where he was uh he was i think in the woods for most of the battle Mm. and he saw him and they saw each other across the battlefield and it was like how does he he describes it as in the film troy with Hector and Achilles (laughs) where the fighting's going on around them but then it seems to just (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was I, again i missed it all because i was having to stand and yeah. observe 
Um, but yeah, apparently it was a it was the crew member playing the summer champion did an incredible job. Like it was a really it wasn't playing to win. It was make this look cool, make this look cinematic and feel amazing. Yeah. And then Matt kills him, claims the bell, and what happens immediately after Matt goes and throws up in a bush. <laughs> what? Why? It was very hot. It was very hot. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very hot. He got ADHD brain where he was like, I've got a goal and I'm gonna get it. Oh he got a heat stroke fighting a summer champion. Uh-huh. Maybe it was one of the side effects. Maybe, maybe. Um so yeah, so we got the we got the banner and there was like this huge victorious like procession back to the marches. Everyone like the banner had like stream like ribbons coming off it, and it was this incredible moment where it was put up outside of one of the bars, and there were marchers just walking up to it and tearing the ribbons off of it. So then it was just left as just the banner with none of its decoration because people just came and ripped it off. Um, so that means next event then, um, is when Matilda Fisher is going to be delivered to anvil do you know like when she's going to be delivered or (laughs) where so she's probably going to get she's going to get delivered to the wintermark camp because the jotun and wintermark are like chums yeah yeah yeah, what's with Um, that (laughs) it's because they've done i think they've done most of the negotiations with them because Uh the jotun recognize them as honorable yeah the 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 cops are very similar yeah like my character was in there talk like talking to they they had like this jotun goadie there last time and they were like they were loving it and i'm just like yeah this is our enemy (laughs) he's standing there with his like great sword like i could end this now (laughs) yeah we can can put an end to this right now yeah um but i think after the last after that last battle the jotun are now like huh the marchers you fought pretty you fought pretty honorably so they're going to deliver them to wintermark the i'm going to Go down to Wintermark with a little procession. We're going to pick her up. I imagine she's probably going to have some Jotun, like, bodyguards with her. Um, and we're going to take her back to the marchers, nice. and we'll do the um, the formal trial and execution. Well, if you want a few Dornish to come with you. Uh, people are more than welcome <laughs> to come and watch. Yeah. More than welcome to come and watch. Yeah, oh, that's, that's that's. Oh, that is so going to be incredible. Yeah, I I didn't realize that was the that was the because I was I was literally going to ask you because I had no idea. I was like, is she dead? Is she what? <laughs> yeah. The so the i the idea was in the winds of war, the event before, the empire did a huge attack on one of the Oten territories because I had a um a little not a skirmish an encounter I went on with a bushel Sykes. Oh my God, what an encounter that was. I cried so much. Who told us in his dying breath where Matilda Fisher was, which is why we all decided to send our armies there because we were like, we know where she is. Oh, right. Um, And part of that overwhelming assault that we did is there were rumors flying around that Matilda Fisher got injured, that some people thought she died. And it turns out she did get injured. Oh, see, it's because the... um, the person playing Matilda Fisher couldn't be at E4. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's well, why, that's why they wrote it in. Yeah. 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 They wrote it in that way. So she's injured. She couldn't take the battlefield, 
but the agreement was if we claim her banner from her kinsman, that is the sign of her defeat, and she will be given over to the Empire to do with as we need to. That's, that's so cool. I mean, the coolest thing about that whole thing is is that it's like they've they've put they've done a good job of making an an antagonist in a very yeah. large game, and that's one thing we don't use. I mean, they, they have we have like characters. There's characters that keep showing up, like in the barons of the druge and things like that but it very much feels like you're just fighting a horde of barbarians m- mostly with like the yota yeah. with matilda fisher it feels like they they did a really good job of being like this is the baddie this is the baddie yeah <laughs> this is the bad guy yeah yeah absolutely yeah and, sh- and the person playing her I-, I haven't actually had a chance to interact with her one-on-one but from what other people have said she she's a ve- she does a fantastic job of it that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. So what's um, so what's next for for Amberlane? So because I mean, you were you were a adjutant before you mm-hmm. uh, got. So I'm assuming you when you created Amberlane, that was that was the the game you were aiming for, or did you just fall yeah, into adjutant? That was stuff? the goal from the get go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the game you want to stay in then. Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to go into the military game. I had a taste of it when I was in Dawn. I was an adjutant very very briefly in Dawn. Mm um but it didn't it didn't work with the kind of game i was playing mm, yeah. yeah so from the get-go literally like on my first event i said i want to run for the tusks and i ran for the tusks on my fe- on my second event mm. um didn't get it yeah um but then got put in as the tusks adjutant i always wanted to go for the tusks because i was like what's the most like stereotypically very butch army it's the tusks <laughs> I wanted to go. I wanted to go for like what was like a very masculine army. Uh-huh, yeah, because uh-huh. at the time there were no femme marcher generals, so I was like, I want to kind of push into that a bit. Yeah, and um, and then when the strong reads opportunity came up, initially I was like, I don't know, I don't know if it feels right for me. And then I took a chance, and it's been incredible because I've had so many incredible role play opportunities come out of it. I've got some plans. My election is uh, E1. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, my election's at E1. There will be someone else running against me, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because, you know, everyone should run for whatever positions you want, regardless of your experience. Right, yeah. Because it's, it's your game and you can do yeah. whatever you like with it. Yeah. But I've got a few more plans i need to do i'm going to make my oath so i got a win i very lucky i got a winds of fortune um which was giving me the opportunity to make an oath through our national assembly okay. to bind the strong reeds to bragas land so okay. they basically become like officially the bragas land army and it gives us some oh, cool right, benefits uh-huh. Uh-huh. so is that magical yeah. then like, yeah yeah I, i've not actually heard of that before like having like an, an oath so how does that work like so game. it's a it's a loyalty oath so it would be um it's more religious rather than magical uh-huh. and i'm trying to remember the exact wording i believe the wording is whenever we are attacking or defending in bragas land we get like an extra thousand troops because oh, people are okay. die. but the downside is if bragas land becomes under attack and we are not there by the end of the next season 
we will not be able to lay low in Brager's land for a whole generation because we will have broken the trust. It's like it's like a it's like a paladin oath. <laughs> like, it, yeah, actually, it's like a paladin yeah. oath. And that, <laughs> that kind of like coincides with some of my other plans. I one of my big plans is I want to make the regalia of the strong reeds. I want to make a set of items that get passed down to the next general. Um, and they're all going to be loyalty bonded items. Oh, that's such a good idea. That's that, that is incredible. That's my, that's my legacy. <laughs> yeah. That the, the, it solidifies the legacy because I don't. I'm not going to do. Um, I'm not going to do the military game forever. I've seen people who sit in those seats for five, six, seven years, and some people love it. Like mm, yeah. that's fine. But also, it's a two to three hour meeting on Friday. Plus then another meeting if you're fighting the next day. Mm. Two meetings on Saturday and another meeting on Sunday. It's a lot of your game time that gets gets sucked away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't plan on doing it forever, but I would like there's a few major things I'd like to do beforehand, because if I'm gonna make this oath, I want to make sure I've got something I can then pass on. So imagining like a whole like ceremony of the next strong reads general having to redeclare their oath before they accept that's, the regalia. That's so cool because I know a lot of uh, well, I'm saying a lot. I, I know I know a couple of the yeah the, the Dornish generals have um yeah like bits of kit that they pass they they pass on for example. Yeah. It makes complete sense to me. You know, especially if it had yeah. some sort of um in-game mechanic. Yeah, the, the golden sun have the the tabar that they pass on. Well, that, yeah, well, it was yeah, yeah. it was just yeah. that that was that was um. That was Jeff Senior's tabard, and he just and he was like, "Oh yeah, here you go. Here's yeah. Here's 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 the tabard, <laughs> you know." But yeah, that makes complete sense. It was really cool if they were they were um hallowed or something, you know. Yeah, uh, so, so I've got a I've got a chain. I've got a loyalties wreath that was given to me by the priests of Brager's Land. So I want to get that hallowed again. It's already already hallowed, but it needs to be like redone. Yeah, I've got a dagger which has a whole story behind it, but that's been hallowed to loyalty as well. And then I've got one last item that I've been given, which needs a bit of work done on it. Mm -hmm. But what I'd really, like, big, big, big plan, if I ever get to do it, is I'd love to get hold of some Truly Owl to permanently consecrate the items. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, it's hard hard yeah. to get hold of that stuff. <laughs> oh, there is someone well, anyone could who's do it. <laughs> recently there's someone who's recently rejoined the marchers. He's come yeah. he was in the marchers, went to the league, has come back to the marchers. Mm -hmm. I believe he's had this could be overblown a bit, but I believe he's managed to get hold of like three doses of truly owl. Mm. Just he's so rich yeah i think if you've got money that you can get it basically but yeah. it's it's i mean th th there's a literal like position in the empire called a gatekeeper mm -hmm. <laughs> which just stops you from what a great name yeah uh, yeah because yeah. i would uh, this one thing i would like to do is is i mean i would like a, a past life vision just because just because it's in the game <laughs> yeah like, i don't have any reasoning character to do it just like I'd, I'd love to do a past life vision but then i'm like oh i'm leaning into this whole loyalty stuff but like if I did get, ever get hold of it, it would be a big decision whether to use it for myself or use it for yeah something yeah. to pass on. Yeah. So once you've done your, your your thing as the general, would you would you move on from from Amberlane or would you um or are there other parts of the game you want to explore with with her? 
I'd probably have to see how it goes. Mm. I think so. My fiance has played his character for ten years. Um, yeah, ridiculous. Well, uh, a few experience points yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, no, and he's done a lot of weird stuff in his time. Mm. Um, and he's done a lot, and I'm like. I think it depends on how I feel afterwards. It might be that I finish the military game and I go, actually, I'm I'm happy with this ending because mm-hmm. we have got other places we want to go. Yeah. Um, alternatively, we might we might keep going for a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just how it feels as and when. Yeah. We'd love to go to. I know he'd quite like to go to Rushka. Yeah. Um, we'd both like to go back to Dawn at some point. Um, yeah, that's a good amount of time. Cause it, what, when did you yeah. leave Dawn? Like two out, like so you've been in the marches. What three? Well, I know there was a gap. Uh, if you're counting lockdown, I think it's four years. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's mm-hmm. uh, probably I imagine a lot's changed. It's a perfect so, time so. to come back. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, cool, a lot of cool people there now. So. <laughs> uh, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, we we thought about coming back. We. Uh, We've got a few concepts in mind, yeah. but we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I would also like to go to the league at some point because I'd really like to have money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None money. of my characters have ever had more than I think the most I've had as Amberlane is maybe ten thrones at one time, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm so rich! I've got so much money right now." Yeah, there's the certain positions. I yeah. think general might be one of them where it's difficult to like personally have like generate a lot of wealth and do yep. the job at the same time you know <laughs> especially when you're doing things like that's one thing that we, we found when when robin was in charge of those skirmishes like it, it's it's important for the empire that you do it but also no one on the field actually cares because they're not getting anything out of it like right now like the campaign's getting something out of it if you go to them and be like oh hey i would like some help on here financially they're like no <laughs> well that was the thing like i was like i want some mass calls here and it was directly affecting like six armies and i was like right i'm going to write to the generals that it's affecting and be like hey um if you want to support me at mana would be fantastic if you want to send that to me because personally i'm pretty poor i just go out and hit things i don't really have any money so if you give me some mana or a few resources then i can go and defend your army and um the only ones that really responded was varushka um and they gave me lots of mana and they sent me um for a price a load oh oh, for a price (laughs) for a price that i renegotiated afterwards um but they sent me like a load of warriors and everything um because it was only affecting an imperial orc army a donish army a varushkan army um urazeni and it wasn't affecting a marcher army um Mm. so I like wrote them all and I was like most of them just either just were just like we can't really spare anything sorry and I was like okay cool I'm gonna go fight to defend your <laughs> army <laughs> yeah I like the the financial side of the game absolutely boggles my mind I, I don't even know where to start with it but whenever I hear people being like oh the senate is in deficit I'm like oh no oh no We've got no money. What do we do? Yeah, well, so who who was telling us? Was it Anthony that was telling us about this? Right it must now? have been Anthony. Yeah, so the, the, there's there's a weird thing like you apparently you can't like it, it's a thing with like the boss and the and the Senate like either the either the either the Senate has money 
but then th- there's no there's no nothing being traded on the field or vice versa basically uh, apparently mm-hmm. you can't know i don't understand how it works but it was like he explained it way, way better than i that i could but um apparently it's not it's not the end of the world if they're in if if they're got a lot of money oh, apparently <laughs> apparently, right. it's, apparently it still works i guess not very convenient <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't you go on sorry robin no, I was just going to say I've just become comfortable with the fact that I'm never going to be a rich character because my goals and ambitions are pretty much what Amberlene does now. I mm-hmm. want to kind of go to the military game. I want to do adjutant. I want to be general. I want to eventually be field marshal. Like that's that's those are my like like goals. And I've made peace with the fact that that's not going to give me any money, and that's fine it's as long as I can. The snake. <laughs> For the good of our empire. The good of our empire. Just want some if somebody BM. just gives me things that I need, like armor and weapons, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> in um in the marches, whenever whenever I whenever I need something for one of my skirmishes, I think one of my skirmishes we needed like ten thrones and thirty herbs yeah. to do like a supply drop for the groups that were helping us. Mm. Yeah. We just got a hat and we were like, hi everyone. Like in the muster, we're like, this is what we need. Hand the hat around. That's such a much a thing to do. <laughs> and everyone just a bit, and then we ended up with a little bit extra, so we put the extra in the in the war chest. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't actually know everyone what happened scoff at me. To the war chest. <laughs> what happened to that war chest? <laughs> I don't know what happened to the war chest. I should probably ask about that. Mm, so you should know about that, right? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. It's more for getting mana for rituals and stuff like that. Yeah. So, how does the how does the group system actually work in the in the march? Because you have like houses as well, right? But they're not. Is, is it a similar have... setup? Kind of a similar kind of it. Mm. It generally has the same setup. So you've got some you've got households which are just like they might be family groups. They might be uh, groups that have just kind of fallen together. Um, you might have people who are part of a sect. And our priests and all sorts. I think generally, the the main difference is that we don't have a, a group leader. We have a someone who we elect to represent us. So we have our oh, steward. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the steward, in theory, is kind of our the person who we go. This is what we want you to talk about at the meetings, and they go yes, and they go to the meetings and they talk about the things that they need to talk about, and then they feed back to us. Yeah. So that's just the so it's a lot. It's a lot looser. Yeah. So that's yeah. the player that's like, oh yeah, that's willing to go to the meetings. And, yeah. Exactly. Um, like my group, for example, we're a we're a union because mm-hmm. we thought unions very marcher. Um, so so we've got, <laughs> I think we've got three households, but mm-hmm. then within those households there are smaller households. So I think altogether we've got maybe about. I want to say maybe six or seven different households within our union. Okay. And we basically just band all of our resources together to do our main thing is rituals. Yeah. Yeah. Our main thing is rituals. We were a pretty solid uh, military unit. And then three of our members got killed by Cold Sun last event. Oh, have you, have you oh, come up Cold against Sun. the Cold Sun Herald I, yet? I haven't personally. I was in military council when. Matt was leading, so Guildenstern was leading a, a, a fight against the Cold Sun in Bragersland. And they went in and they had three of our guys sort of run off in their mage armor to go have a little look around. And oh my God, 
like they said, they basically got like barely out of the gate before the cold sun just marched towards them and just absolutely decimated them. Oh, it's, it's like, I, I think I'm... there was some Warnish on there as well. There was. No, there definitely was. Yeah, we, we, yeah we, we've lost a lot to the cold sun. Uh, just, it just, it just seems to be because they're not like an army we're fighting and it's just like mm. but they, they seem to be I, I don't know i don't know what i don't know like i'm like out of like meta as well i'm trying to think of what like pd are thinking with them like because they seem very like super like the the, the brief for them must be like yeah just no mercy just get them do you know what it feels like though like we've mentioned game of thrones it does feel like it feels like this cold sun is like the white mm. walkers and it yeah. is a threat and there's there's a small group of people who are like this this is the thing we should be focusing on we need to all band forget about our little dramas we need to focus on this and then yeah. we go to like sort of military council and other meetings and like yeah but we also need to start with this 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 and this and the cold sun's getting pushed to the back until it's it's going to become bigger and more powerful and i'm waiting for that moment where we all <laughs> kind of go Shit, we all actually need to band together and deal with this threat or else there's yeah. not going to be an empire anymore yeah yeah no they are they are scary they are like I i've not even seen them but the way that people describe them they sound just terrifying i think the most terrifying bit is that the running theory is that they learn so every time something gets used against them that they learn how to resist it next time that's the then, running theory. I don't know how correct that is, but it does explain how they are immune to so many different things. Yeah. But that does make sense because um, mass weakness worked, basically. It worked, um, and that wasn't necessarily communicated to everyone, but it did mm -hmm. work. And then I heard that another skirmish tried it, and it didn't work. Yeah, the, the that confirms that theory. That might be an imperial communication problem, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> might, be might have ever worked to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly or or yeah or maybe it, it did work and they didn't they didn't figure it out or they didn't they didn't do the call right or some something went, yeah. something went wrong or someone said uh, someone came back and went weakness didn't you know that they, they you know um you know weakness weakness didn't work and they misheard it or something like that so um, yeah but it, you it would make it would make sense for day heralds though because day is all about sort of intuition and learning and knowledge I wouldn't be surprised if they did turn around like, oh no, yeah, they they learn how to fight us. <laughs> like, some, yeah. like some Terminator or something. Yeah. From the Terminator films. It's awful. It's okay. so it's so terrifying. Like it's awful and it's terrifying and and scary, but at the same time, kind of excited. Oh, it's cool. And I kinda, yeah. I kind of want to fight it, <laughs> but yeah. it's not just yeah. I want to wait until we've worked out the bugs. Yeah, but I was just. I just remember, like in military council, listen. Like, it was, it got to the boring bit that I tend to sort of drift off at because it's quick maths, and I'm not good at yeah. quick, quick maths. <laughs> That's the and fun I'd bit. forgotten that skirmish was going on, and I heard so at the court, uh, like I saw saw at the corner of my eyes someone enter the tent, and I heard, "Where's Amberlane?" I turned, and I saw it was a member of one of my group, and her face was just, she just looked at me, and she just went. I was like, uh oh, and I got up and she started listing off three of our three of our guys who didn't come back and I just like OC just started crying. So I was like, no. Oh, just... My boys. Like one of them was like super in, like the Matilda Fisher plot and everything. Oh, no. Like he, it was oh, like he no was one. super into that. 
Because, like, in character, he was, like, a member of her family. So, like, he was super invested in the plot. And I'm like, no, he died just before everything got all wrapped up. That's, that absolutely sucks. I mean, like, it obviously there was things we wanted to do when we died. But we, we died mm-hmm. at quite a good part of the event. And we yeah. already, like, seen through a lot of the things with, like, our tests of metal. We had already completed those. We had already... Um, the stuff with the barons as well our characters are very invested in that and we we wrap that up but yeah i can't imagine like people just like dying just before their, their... it was friday night as well uh, like uh, I, I, it was awful yeah i feel I, like that's i feel like that's actually the worst time to die because i was like yeah. oh i'd hate to die on the saturday battle but i think friday night a friday night skirmish is mm-hmm. probably uh, I mean I've done it I've done what two Friday night I've done two Friday night skirmishes now and yeah I do remember thinking it's going to be really shit if we die now because yeah. there's an entire weekend ahead and like after what happened when we actually died like I couldn't comprehend what that was actually like and we were in complete yeah. denial weren't we we were just like oh yeah yeah you see if, if honestly if it had been the, the way I felt after we died was like I, I i kept thinking to myself i'm like man if this if this had been friday i think i probably would have gone home like i probably, yeah. probably would just went like well, yeah because you know i and i have i have i've seen people on that field as well and now i have a lot more empathy because you know I, I have died but i've seen people on that field that have died friday saturday and, yeah. and you see their like demeanor like walking around saturday sunday and they're just like you can tell they're just pushing through it and just like we have a paper ticket this is my backup character you can tell you can tell they're like just, just yeah just pushing through it yeah i had a um it, it is also hilarious. it is quite funny and sad when if you die as well so i had i think it was a couple of years ago now i got heat stroke during a battle it was right towards oh. the end and a ref came and saw me they were just like get yourself off like just go hydrate go sit in sit in the shade for a bit. It was a very hot event and I was in like full armor. Yeah. And I, one of the main things which causes that is the fact I'm wearing a wig and the wig traps a lot of heat inside. So I took the wig off as I was walking back through the Sentinel oh. gate, like with my fist in the air. Cause I was like, I'm not here. I'm not here. And someone saw me who is friends with me in character and went, <laughs> cause they saw me walk, walking back from the field, looking very red faced yeah. with no wig on. Yeah. And someone was like, Oh my god, did I'm laying down? I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. But I find it, it it is when you die and then your friends from other nations spot you afterwards and they go, Oh my god. And they they may not have known beforehand, and then they see you walking around not in your kit, and it's devastating seeing their reactions. Oh yeah, yeah. It's... I'll try not to react to people has been a hard because yeah. well, we had like too little we had like at the same event everybody thought we died on the the friday skirmish um we didn't die we're fine um it was the one that i was leading and basically somebody fell and i refused to go through the gate until that person was brought back and the gate shut mrs hero and uh... i wanted to go home (laughs) i wanted to live when we were in the barons i knew dawn was coming to the barons that night we would meet up fine so i was like no i'm gonna stay i'm gonna help her she's down she's screaming for help we stay i don't care if the gate shuts the gate closed and our egregore was called and they had to like bang on the gate and everything. There was a whole thing. And we were there for a long time. 
we we were fine we got through but for the rest of the the that night everyone was like wait you're alive and everyone the word had just spread like wildfire that we died that night on that skirmish our egregore didn't speak to us all event <laughs> i mean it was like it was it was awful like going through that and then actually dying at the end of the event oh, was uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, we're, yeah. we're fast approaching time i did want to bring up do you, georgia do you you run a um are you are you running or you have run a yeah. player event do you yeah want, do you want to tell us in fact, about we're that? about to we're about to run the the second of the event so myself and matt uh two years ago we mm. won the larp award for larp of the year uh-huh yeah um, nice well done thank you for uh for faith oaken and uh-huh. faith oaken is something that matt has been it's been in his brain for years. And then a few years ago when he sort of spoke about it with me, I said, well, why don't we? Why don't we actually mm. write this down, go to PD and request that we get the sanction stamp? And it's something that we've been very passionate about because a lot of people look at the marcher brief and they think hobbits, farmers, oh, look at them. They're so, they're so twee and they're so silly and they're funny little guys. But then when you read the Marcher wiki and the Marcher brief, the traditions and the land that they live in is fucking terrifying. Mm. Like there is stuff in the Marcher land, which is quite frankly, like horrific, some of the stuff. Like they have wicker men and like living scarecrows. We wicker manned someone a few years ago. (laughs) To be honest, I thought I thought that you that's what you are you gonna do that to Matilda Fisher. I was like (laughs) you see, you see, uh, we wicker man the people we like. (laughs) What is it? There's a new song that's come out by Silgore about the wicker man. It's something only the good and the brave die in the wicker man's embrace. Oh right, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, all, it's all it's all weird. It's all it's all like a Middle America horror story type thing. Oh, <laughs> yes, <stuff>. terrifying. <laughs> but that's what um, but that's what Faith Oaken was inspired by. We mm. wanted to do folk horror. We wanted to do English folk horror because it's you know you're thinking, blood on Satan's claw. You've got um, uh, I know Midsummer is kind of like sl- slightly Slavic, but it's got the right vibes yeah. for folk mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. Um, The Wicker Man. Yes. Like all of those feeding in. So we ran this event, which was set in Upwald because mm. Upwald is this very wild, very untapped part of the marches. It's not been industrialized as much as the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And we had, I think, about 40 players. And it was about um, responding to a cry for help from the area of people that have gone missing. And they basically start to discover more and more. Um and the players loved it. We ran it in, like, when we're having another resurgence of COVID during the fuel crisis, and it was raining the entire time. We had 15 crew. 15 crew. Mm-hmm. Matt nearly died the week before. I'm not exaggerating. What? He what? basically had liver failure what? the oh week my before. Jesus. Oh, sorry, not, not even the week before. Two days before, he was in hospital. Oh, my God. What? Right, it's... <laughs> He'll probably hate me for mentioning it, but basically he was he was sad. We got a takeaway. We got a kebab from our usual kebab place. Mm-hmm. He got sick. And I was like, okay, maybe he just ate too much. Maybe it was a bit dodge. I came home from work two days later and he was yellow. Oh, no, just like so poison. Oh, went, my God. Yeah, he went to hospital and they said, okay, what's happened is you've caught hepatitis from the, the kebab. The kebab meat's been infected. And usually your liver would fight that off, but your liver is already 
damaged because he has migraines. He he has to take a lot of painkillers. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he was very, very poorly. So oh. for the whole, he still had the hospital band on. There's a picture of him leaning against a tree with his hospital band still oh. on, looking very tired. Yeah. Um, but despite all that, the the players loved the game. It was it was terrifying. We introduced a a winter herald, which was this uh, diactic birch tree. I've got pictures of it that I can mm -hmm. send. Um, but it was this, <laughs> yeah, it was this horrifying birch crone we called it. Um, and yeah, the players basically like it was your classic. It was the villagers the whole time, like the people yeah. that they were staying with. They're the they're the horrible cultists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're now doing the follow-on event, which is we're currently we just we released the tickets for it. So the mm -hmm. players the players have all got their places. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. And we're in the process of starting to sort of get encounters written up and get all the props made. Um and it's going to be happening the 9th to the 11th of February. Oh, nice, nice. Can't yeah, wait to hear, so... hear stories of people that have gone to that. I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess, I guess the, um, I guess the thing with like player events is that you you tend to, I bet you'll you'll like write the game that you want to play. So yeah. I, I guess it's, like, I guess you know, I bet you'll sit in there being like, oh, I wish I could just run and play Amberlane in this. <laughs> For the right, for the most part, yes. But I'm also a massive coward, and I hate horror. <laughs> <laughs> I hate horror. I I cannot stand horror films. Really? I can't yeah. stand it at all. But it turns out I've I've got a knack for writing it. I'm yeah. very good at very good at writing it because I know what would frighten me. Yeah, yeah, you know what. Rattles, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got that sort of. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like. I don't know if you agree, Oliver. This sounds perfect for House Mortar. I mean, this sounds like they're a perfect um, weekend away together we as did a family. Have a few, <laughs> we did have a few of them apply for tickets, but unfortunately we only had 50 player spaces. Yes. We had 138 people applied. So we had to we had to do a, a random uh, number generator and just had to go, right, Yeah. the first 50 that we get from this generator, they're the 50 that go. Um but you know, if people want to go on the waiting list, the waiting list is open. It's just waiting for people to pull out, drop yeah. out. We have we have had one or two already. Yeah. Um. They they've been obviously passed on to the next person on the yeah, massive well, list. This is this is the thing, and I imagine as well, like because you're not you're not going to please everyone. You know, you're not going to you can't give yeah. everyone no. space. You can't because I imagine. I imagine it's a labor of love, right? I imagine it's it's not a oh yeah, we're we're gonna make tons of profit off this, so we'll run a load. I imagine no. it's just a uh, we want to yeah. run it, so we'll run one. So you know, yeah, we we m most small game runners will probably tell you they probably rather than earning money from it, they probably lose money from it because you want you want the game to look great, and you know we put a lot of money into it as well to make sure that we've got the props, but. The nice thing about running through Eversley mm -hmm. is whilst it is our game, uh, Feast Your Eyes are the producers. Yeah. Yeah. So they will do the ticketing. They've make they're making oh, wow. sure our okay. crew and our players are fed. Oh um, okay. that's, that's yeah, really yeah. good. That's really crew, good. Yeah, crew is crewing is free and they get fed for the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, because they're doing us a massive favor by by being there for us. Yeah, well, there's, there's um, a market for that yeah. then, because like I I know, um, like Matt at PD has been very open about the fact that oh yeah, when we get a site, one of the main things we're going to be doing is hiring the site out for 
other larps you know yeah because you kind of there's there's a massive like need for Cause that's the thing i'm like i mean sometimes i'm like oh yeah I, uh, it would be fun if we ran one but again it would literally just be a labor of love it would be like i would like to see this you know uh, yeah. type yes. thing you know it was never a, you know if i'm thinking about running a larp it would never be to make to make a profit but then it's just no. literally the whole like got to find a site and we've got to find you know we've got to we've got to go right okay how big do we want it do we want it this big this big this big or this big you know mm -hmm. it's just so I, I guess um being able to run it at eversley you've you've that takes a lot of that admin out of it, it right it does it does and there's there's such it, it's a wonderful site and also like johnny and kitty and all the other people who work with with feast your eyes they are fantastic at what they do um they essentially whatever you want they will they will do the best to facilitate it and there's a reason why eversley is constantly getting nominated as like larp site of the year why all of their games keep getting nominated because yeah. they are so clever um and so talented and they put so much love into that site and into their games yeah. they they really are they are they are incredible um i can gush about them all day because <laughs> they're, they're wonderful well this i'm i'm so excited about about uh, finally getting to go to one because literally everybody who, yeah. who goes to their games is the same like I've, I've not actually heard a bad word about um about those those games and the production value they they seem to put oh, into yeah. them when you constantly when you see pictures of those games in that site you're just like is that it's crazy that's the same place you know and, and yeah. they, they must like the turnaround they must have at, at that site of just like redressing the whole place for a new event mm -hmm. must be crazy as well oh absolutely absolutely and i think the the other, uh, like the, the attractiveness of the site as well as the fact that they've got the the huts as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, we're 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 over time now, now, folks. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that absolutely that absolutely flew by. Uh, Georgia, is there anything else you wanna you want? Well, you've got a platform. Is there anything else you wanna plug or? Um... Oh, um, nothing else I wanna nothing else I wanna plug. But obviously, you know, if if you see me on a lot field, always come and say hi. I, I love I love saying hello to people um and if anyone is interested in faith Foken, you know we're still accepting people to go on the wait list um if you're interested in crewing as well we will have a crew wait list as well so if you're interested in some march of folk horror and terrifying some players uh hit us up fantastic well we appreciate it georgia thank you very much for coming on and we'll uh, oh, thanks for having me yeah it's been a pleasure right we'll say goodbye to the podcast everyone right see you Bye-bye. Thank you very much for stopping by. If you enjoyed this show, make sure that you are following. Make sure that you are subscribed over here on YouTube. We want to get that 1,000 subscriber mark. That would really help the channel out. Leave us a comment down below if you have opinions on the recent Marcher campaign at Empire LARP or just share your LARP stories down there as well. We'd love to hear them. We've got some more guest shows lined up for you in the future. Until then, though, go check out some of our other episodes that we have done with our lovely guests. We love you very much and stay safe.